Hello and welcome to another edition of the Campus Hunger Project Podcast, where we examine the current issues college students are facing when it comes to food insecurity. I'm your host, Monica Sager. Today we are talking with Charlotte Lenkaitis, a student at the University of Iowa who is the Executive Director of the Food Pantry. Welcome, Charlotte. Hi there. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and why the issue of food insecurity is so important to you? So my name is Charlotte Lenkaitis. I'm a senior at the University of Iowa and I actually first got involved with the Food Pantry during my freshman year. I started out as a volunteer and then the the next year I applied for a food pantry manager position but when I when I started out as a volunteer you know it was more so you know doing something to kind of get involved on campus and you know feel like I was giving back kind of like those traditional uh, reasons for you know volunteer service or community engagement and then in my pantry manager position I kind of started to understand the issue of food insecurity kind of more on a structural level um, and then I, in my executive director role that I took at the beginning of this year, I've really come to kind of understand food insecurity in a whole different realm and kind of more so see the, the food pantry as, you know, an emergency food response. You know, I, I think that, yeah, my concept of food insecurity as I've kind of grown within the organization have cha- has changed drastically um, and kind of my understanding of, of what's needed to, to adequately address it. Because, you know, with the, the rise of demand that we're seeing because of COVID-19, the food pantry is, you know, food pantry is not sufficient. Awesome. And you hit upon a lot of different points there. And I want to touch on each of them. But to start, you mentioned about what's needed to adequately address food insecurity on your campus. You said that the food pantry itself might just be an emergency necessity. Can you speak to why that might be and what other sources there are on your campus? Yeah, so, and I I guess this understanding too has come from some of my own research that I'm doing. People coming to, you know, the food pantry every week to to get groceries. Um, You know, it's great that we can fulfill that immediate need, but um, it's not, it's just kind of putting a bandaid on the larger issue, right? So um, I I think that, you know, um, the response of, you know, college food insecurity on many campuses across the U.S. has been these, these food pantries, these campus food pantries, but it, it needs to, you know, the response needs to extend a little bit further than that. So, I mean, on campus currently, we have a, a Hawkeye meal share program, which is, you know, similar to Swipe at Hunger, where students can donate their leftover guest meals, and then um, they're, you know, reallocated to students that need them. Um, and, I mean, other than that, you know, we're trying to, like, grow in, in other areas that address basic needs and securities. Um, you know, not just food insecurity. You know, one of the things that I've seen in, in the research that I'm doing is, you know, expansion of SNAP benefits, right, to include college students as being something that can provide that, you know, more like long-term support. Um, and, you know, that's something that, you know, is not just something we can't, you know, change at the University of Iowa. It's a statewide, um, a statewide thing. But, um, yeah, I guess that's just kind of like where I'm coming from as far as like where we need to kind of head to address food insecurity. Totally get that. Now, then looking towards the future, would you hope that food pantries are not necessary? Um, I mean, in an ideal world, right, food pantries wouldn't be necessary, but I don't, I don't think, you know, that's maybe a reality that, that you know, might happen. I, I think that they always will be necessary to, to some extent, um, but my, my hope is that, um, I mean, 
at the food pantry at Iowa, especially, my hope is that the food pantry is not just a place where people come to get food, but also a place where people come to get resources about, you know, other programs out there. So um, I guess, yeah, kind of um, seeing, you know, food, college food pantries as more as, as more of um, like a basic needs resource center. So I think food pantries are always, you know, that emergency food need is always going to exist to some extent, but then kind of like working, you know, once people like come to access those resources, connecting them to, to other resources that can help them, you know, more in the long term. And then going off of that point, why do you think food pantries are so important to combating food insecurity in general on college campuses? They, they serve two important purposes. So one, right, where, you know, food pantry that would serve students, staff, and faculty um, in need, right, providing that support week to week with, you know, different, you know, types of food that we have regularly. But then also I think food insecurity or food pantries are great for kind of starting the conversation around food insecurity. Like most, most of our volunteers come and like I was as a freshman, they come, you know, wanting to like get involved on campus, give back, things like that. But our goal is as, you know, they join the organization, they're not only kind of getting that firsthand experience, but also like kind of having, a, developing a deeper understanding of the issue of food insecurity and what is needed to address it. And then you also mentioned COVID-19. How has that affected the food pantry and have more people needed to use it? Right around spring break, when the whole campus shut down, the food pantry closed as well. And then when all of our exec members of the, the food pantry at Iowa went home, we, um, you know, all worked in our own separate spheres and worked to complete a proposal to reopen the food pantry. Um, and so that was, once that was approved by our critical incident management team, you know, went through the process of kind of redeveloping our whole process for food distribution and ensuring, ensuring client and volunteer safety. So we reopened right at the, the end of the spring semester, right at the beginning of the summer. And normally over the summer, our numbers kind of go down from, you know, academic semesters, but we saw a significant increase and we're seeing between 100 and 150 clients per week. And that kind of stayed consistent throughout the summer. And then, you know, this fall, we've just seen, you know, a significant increase from our fall 2019 numbers. And and like I said, it's, I mean, the amount of food that we're giving away has almost tripled. So yeah, our, our demand um, has increased significantly. How do you deal with that then? This, you know, increased stress of COVID has, one, increased the number of clients that we see, but then also increased kind of stress and anxiety for the exec members. And so um, it, it hasn't, you know, been there's been ups and downs to the, the whole process of kind of addressing this need. We actually uh, developed a relationship with a food bank in Cedar Rapids called Hawkeye Area Community Action Program. And so they get the majority of their foods from um, USDA. Um, and so the majority of the foods are free. And so through that partnership, we've been able to significantly increase the amount of food that we bring in, which has allowed us then to kind of meet this demand that we're seeing now. So, I mean, without that partnership, I really don't know how we would do it because we do get, you know, community donations and we purchase our own food. But majority of, I think about three-fourths of the food that we're currently receiving comes from this food bank in Cedar Rapids. So then do you think that this partnership will continue into the future? Oh, for sure, yeah. And it's, you know, just strengthening as, as we've continued. So beyond that, taking a little bit of step back, can you tell us a little bit about how the food pantry works on your campus? Yes, so the food pantry is run by an eight-member student executive team. 
and it started in 2016, you know, when a group of students saw the need on our campus, and it's continued, you know, ever since, and so it's actually, you know, relatively new um, organization, and it is considered a student organization. Yeah, we have, you know, year-long exec positions, and we have two locations on campus, a west side and an east side location, which is great. Um, our west side location just opened a little over a year ago. And then, you know, we have different hours of operations depending on, you know, student exec schedules, volunteer schedules. And yeah, we do rely heavily on our volunteers. We receive you know, different deliveries of food from a local food rescue organization called Table to Table. And then, you know, Hawkeye Area Community, Community Action Program, HACAP. And by having that second branch now, does that mean that you're able to um, reach more people? How has that helped? is actually kind of divided by the Iowa River. East side residence halls, west side residence halls, and then a lot of graduate and professional students live on the west side of campus. Um, and so having a location over there has made it a lot easier for students living in those west side residence, graduate and professional students to access the food. I'm tucked um, in with all, all, all these other cultural houses that we have on campus. And so kind of reaching um, a different demographic of, of students. So um, kind of having more visibility over there and a presence over on the west side of campus has, has been great. And with that sense of visibility, do you think people know about the food pantry? I think that awareness that the food pantry exists is something that you know we've always struggled with. I think that we've done a great job this year of kind of like getting the word out that we exist and that we're a free resource here for anybody that wants to use it. Um, I think that the West Side location opening has definitely kind of increased visibility, but I think there's still a long way to go as far as connecting people to resources and, and letting them know that, that we exist and that, yeah, we're here to. And with that, do you think that more needs to be done with the food pantry or in general? I know you also talked about your swipe program that you have on campus. So just in general to help food insecure students. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's always more that can be done, right? Um, I think that, you know, we're coming off a really, really strong year with you know the current executive team and we actually just hired new students to take over next year. In doing that, we actually created two new positions. Um, and so our outreach and events coordinator position actually split into one that's gonna be focusing on more of the kind of like awareness and education side and then one that's gonna be connecting students to resources, kind of um, you know, hopefully increasing SNAP participation, things like that. So that's like one thing that the you know the food pantry is doing to kind of like hopefully connect people with right, these more long-term um, resources. But no, I think that there's always that can, you know, always more that can be done on, on campus. Our West Side Pantry manager actually, um, you know, took it upon herself to make culturally diverse foods an, an initiative um, this, this year. And so I think that that's made a lot of clients feel, um, you know, kind of more welcome in the pantry, having food that they recognize and identify with. Um, and so I think, you know, that's another initiative that we're always going to, you know, work to try to expand even further. Um, but yeah, always more that can be done. I, I have like a whole list of uh, to-dos that, you know, I didn't get to this year. And so looking back, even though we accomplished so much, still seeing all that needs to be done, it's kind of, it's overwhelming. And I mean, but I know that like, you know, the next exec team will be able to take that over. But, but yes, in short, there's always more that can be done. So then on a little bit of a personal note, I know that you're majoring in global health study. How does that play into your work at the food pantry? You know, taking classes in global health has kind of given me 
um, you know, a, a different perspective of the world and, and kind of has situated my perspective of, you know, food insecurity as well. Kind of thinking about these like structural and societal issues that, that need to be addressed. It's kind of like having a better perspective of like food insecurity and kind of how it operates in our world and then in a global context as well is, is definitely um, important to consider. Have you used it to help educate any other students? I mean, I, like I said, I think that, you know, when, you know, new execs join the food pantry or new volunteers come in, um, I think kind of that in, in that environment, in that way, that's kind of like where maybe like the education and, the, and awareness happens, kind of like indirectly through my role as the executive director of the food pantry, kind of influencing, you know, other community members and administrators and staff at the university as well. I've been engaging in um, conversations with the vice president for student life, the dean of students, just kind of trying to kind of explain where the food pantry is at currently and where it needs to, to head. Do you have any advice when it comes to talking with administration and just advocating for change? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I always used to be very scared to talk to administration and staff, especially people with, you know, kind of like those big titles that you often hear about a lot. Um, but I think, you know, one thing that a staff person uh, actually the staff advisor of the food pantry told me is that you know students don't realize how much power they have and how much um, you know their voice you know so powerful and so I think that that's what I, I guess that's the advice that I would I would give I mean we're, we're at the university right for four years and and the goal is that you know every student is successful during those four years and so I mean in, you know right we're paying for like equality education and experience and so I you know we do have a stake in the university and kind of you know all that it offers um, and so I think that um, yeah I mean administrators are there really to to serve students right and to like make our experiences as best as possible so I think that the the hardest thing honestly was writing the emails to the administrator and just like introducing myself but once you get past that point um, not too bad but just like knowing that like your voice is power and that your perspective is important. I like that a lot. So I think that leads me to my last question, Charlotte. Is there any final takeaways around food insecurity, food pantries in general that you'd like to leave with our audience? Yeah, um, I mean, I think that like the most important thing is just, you know, continuing the conversation. I think over the past few years, right, this has been a central topic, just it's kind of been hidden before uh, this issue of college food insecurity. and so. Um, continuing to raise awareness and educate the, the general public, I think, is the most important thing and kind of garnering more support to pursue these more long-term initiatives. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with us today, Charlotte. I know that I learned a lot about food pantries. I hope our audience did as well. And it seems like all the plans that you have in store are going to be super helpful for the University of Iowa. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Thanks so much for having me. That's it for today. I'm Monica Sager. See you next week for our next episode of the Campus Hunger Project Podcast.